Hey, 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 this is Sarah Longacre, birth doula since 2000, owner of Bluma, and lover of a good cocktail and great conversation. I got two stools, a full bar, and loads of great people lined up to pull back the curtain with real life conversation. So let's dive deep and belly up to the bar. Hey, 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 you guys. Strap on your seatbelts, sit down, pour a drink. I am so glad you're here. What an honor. What an honor to have um, two amazing people with me today. We have a topic that we've all decided could maybe be several episodes, like many of our topics here. So I welcome you. And just, again, a big thank you for being here. We got such great feedback from Meta's podcast last week, and um, we just continue to, to feel lots of love. So cheers to amazing they're blondies. Cheers. Cheers. We got three S's. Sarah, Sarah, Shannon, and Sarah. I'm Sarah Longacre. I'm your host. And today the topic is surrogacy. <laughs> what we know in life in 2022 is that there's many ways to make family. And family can look lots of different ways. And amen for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love uh, one thing I just, it's so, I'm a, I'm a visual person. So, what we need to create a life is a sperm, an egg, and a uterus. And not everybody has those. And some people do, and some people don't. And so sometimes we have to get creative of what this looks like. Yes, it can be a controversial topic. Um, yes, do we need to talk about it more? Absolutely. So today, I'm belling up with two awesome women who are going to share their journey. Very different, one from one side of surrogacy and one from the other. And we have a margarita. Mm -hmm. We have a kind of a gin fizz (laughs) minus the egg. It's still delicious. Okay, good. Okay, good. And um, I'm doing my usual vodka soda. So there we go. Um, I'm going to start with our guest, Sarah. If you don't mind, Sarah, as you belly up with me today, tell me, who are you? What are you about? And uh, what is your connection to surrogacy? Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's so hard to follow Meta, though. (laughs) <laughs> she had big shoes. <laughs> she did great. Thank you. Um, it's good to be here on the last day of National Surrogacy Awareness Month. Woo! Wow. Ooh. National Women's Month and National yep. Surrogacy Month. And Sleep Month. There's lots of good celebrations. Yeah. Which is one of your titles. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my name is Sarah Branion. I'm a birth doula. I'm a baby and toddler sleep coach and a proud, um, experienced surrogate, they call it, or experienced carrier. And the mother of? Two amazing, empowered little chicas, um, Penny and Jojo, and wife to Jevin, and mother to fur baby Boston. Boston. (laughs) Boston. Do you call him Bo for short? We call him Wompy. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Why? He womps around. (laughs) If you met him, you'd know. I got to meet him. Mm-hmm. Boston. Okay, that's a whole And I love your daughter's names. Those are Seriously. Adorable. Yeah, those are so Thank cute. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. It's great. I'm excited to be here. Yay. We have so much to talk about. Yeah, I'm excited. We do. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here alongside Sarah. I'm Shannon Curry. I am a surrogacy educator with an agency, Conceivabilities. But what brought me there is my personal experience and journey in surrogacy. So I am an intended parent. My nine-month-old son, Casey, was born via our surrogate, an angel, Nanette is her name. And I also have a four-year-old son named Lewis and a husband named John. 
And my fur baby is Doug, and we call him <laughs> Doug. Yeah, we call him the Muffin Man because he's like a fluffy muffin man. But he's just the best and sits under my desk all day and like so lucky to have him. But excited to talk about this today because I love we just it. yeah, what a great topic. Oh, thank you. So when when I think about surrogacy, it's mm-hmm. different than I think maybe a lot of people in this country because when I think of it as I think of Amen and I think, holy moly, how do you, Sarah, have a child that is inside of you after having two of your own, kicking and moving and feeling a connection the way that I did to my children, mm-hmm. the way that many do, and think, I'm loving this child up. And then it's going to go be in someone else's home. Mm-hmm. Um, is you know so that that's an interesting that emotional side of it, mm-hmm. right? And then there's the you're going to bed at night, Shannon, and you're like somebody ten miles away. We'll get to that. Other states away has my child in utero, and I get to be a mom. We have opposite sides of the beautiful coin. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going back to what. I said about what people think of it is that they can have that idea of the Kardashians Mm -hmm. that, oh, I'm getting a surrogacy because I don't want this to happen to my body. Or maybe somebody's doing it because they want to make money. Mm -hmm. Lots of different reasons. And we all can make assumptions. But Mm -hmm. we are going to cut through that today. We are going to sit at this bar and humanize what it takes to become a surrogate and Intended parent. Intended You'll hear parent. the term IP. Mm-hmm. Intended for parent. Mm-hmm. Or intended mother or intended fathers. Yes. Yes. Let's just cut to the chase, too, real mm-hmm. quick. I'm 46 years old. Yes. I um, gave myself a cutoff of not carrying any more of my own babies at 46. Yep. There's no way I could be a surrogate, right? Well, I'm also an alcoholic, so I don't think that they pick <laughs> me anyway. But The age range is 21 to 43. I missed it. Yeah. Okay. But you yeah. know what? I, a lot of people will say to me, I don't think I qualify. What makes you feel that way? And they're like, I'm too old. How old are you? And they'll be like, 38. Mm-hmm. No, 43. Yep. Okay. Which is great. And you can get creative. If you had a family member, Sarah, there yeah. are some other ways to do it. But mm-hmm. right away, I'm going to say to you, Sarah, I don't know if I could carry a child in me yeah. and then give birth. And I love giving birth. Me too. Love it. Giving birth and then being the like, best. oh, and you know, so what? I, I just, we got to dive in. Yep. I want to know first from Sarah, and then we're going to popcorn it to Shannon. How did you get to this place for yourself, mm-hmm. your family, your relationship? Because you're lying in bed at night, eight months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take a deep breath and you're going to tell me what's up. Yeah. Um, I grew up always knowing I wanted to be a surrogate. You know how there's some people that are like, someday when I grow up, I'm going to adopt a child. I just know that. I feel like it's part of my story. I always knew I wanted to carry a baby. And the earliest memory I have of it is talking with my sister, I think after a Hallmark movie probably, (laughs) where there was like a sister's surrogacy, something like that. And I was like, you know what? If you can't have babies, I'll carry for you. And she's like, same with me. I'll do it for you. And that was that. Um, but I've always loved pregnancy. I think it's not a surprise that I'm a birth doula. I really loved being pregnant, and I really loved giving birth. It was some of the best, you know, very best days of my life. Like, it is really difficult to give birth, but I believe in facing life with both the breadth and depth of experience, and sometimes the really hard stuff is the good stuff. So I knew I wanted to do it, and you know, what happened, honestly, is I just went to an info night, which... So wait, she, let's pause there. Yep. So you, had, you have two girls. Yeah. The oldest is how old when you decide this? And where in your marriage yeah. did you say, hey, I'm 
Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, a couple of threads that have always been there. Um, some dreams I've had that I've mentioned to my husband that have not all come to fruition. So maybe some more of them can happen if I mention what they are. <laughs> so one was like surrogacy was always interesting. Um, the second one is we've always thought about maybe fostering some immigrant children. Like this right now, I'm just like trying to clear out my extra room right now, hoping people will come over from Ukraine, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third is I've always wanted English bulldog those are the three things in no particular order. So I think we've always talked about it. And once I was done having our own kids and I knew that I felt complete, um, it felt like the right time. Like, honestly, before my postpartum period went too long, I wanted to consider it. And so, you know, my oldest was about five when we did this. And then little Jojo, she was not even two years old. She was just a tiny little thing. And you went to an info night. Yeah, and I just wanted to know more about it and um, how I got started and, and, you know, really the whole process. And it was super informative and helpful. And I know that's part of Shannon's job, which is awesome. We connected on that. And um, I just ended up really pursuing it and realizing it felt really like a calling. It felt really important. It felt like just I felt really um, – Whatever a positive word of obsessed is, I just felt like very drawn to it, that it was felt like it was time. So step one, it has to land in you. Yes. From lots of different yeah. – step two, I'm assuming it's working possibly with an agency mm -hmm. to say, are you of sound mind and body yeah. to actually do this? So I'm guessing there was many tests, meeting with mm -hmm. therapists. Yep, all of that. Yeah, you have to have a psychological background. You have to – you and your significant other need to have a psychological background tons of medical screening. You have to go through, you know, the reproductive endocrinologist has to go through your, all of your pregnancy history, your health history. There's a bunch to just get qualified before you can even match. Okay. So is that step three, matching? I don't know what the steps are, but somewhere. Okay. You don't match until you are pretty well qualified. There's a pretty large legal step too. Yeah. All that sorts. comes next, yeah. Yeah. There's so, mu there's so much legality. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. So can we go to the place then of, of you go through the legal steps, mm -hmm. you're like, great, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. What is what is this word match? Like you make me mm. feel like you're going on a date or what? It is. You? It's like that a lot. Um, so I know different people do it differently. You can go through an agency. I did. You can also go independently. Um and then sometimes you know somebody in your family members, you know, or your friend group that needs a surrogate, and sometimes that that's how this comes about. Um, but for me, I just always knew I wanted to, and I was sort of done being pregnant for my own and, you know, looked for it. And at that point is when I did the info night with an agency and um, basically learned they had a huge repository, a huge wait list of families waiting for surrogates. I think that was nail in the coffin for me. Is yes. really just realizing what a need there was. Yes. And, and that need is still there. Right? Oh, what's your wait list? We have over 200 families just mm -hmm. at our agency alone. Mm -hmm. And that just, I mean, as an intended parent myself, mm -hmm. my heart, you know, that just is sad, right? Well, I think that's a good transition mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you. So I right, did you work at this agency prior? No, I okay. did not. So and let's go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How Shannon... Did you, this become part of your story? Yeah. So I was able to carry my first son, Lewis, and at about 22 weeks gestation, I found out I had this very rare eye condition that threatened my eyesight. Hmm. 
we don't need to go into details about that. Um, but the Cliff Notes version is like, I am good. I have my eyesight. Um, but but I, it was pregnancy-related eyesight? It wasn't. It okay. wasn't pregnancy-related. It came forth when I was pregnant. Mm. There is a highly effective medication for this. But, of course, you can't get it while pregnant. Mm. So I kind of made it through the pregnancy, um, kept my eyesight intact, was able to get the medications I needed. But next step to parenthood is you carrying threatens your eyesight. So let's consider other options. And that's kind of what brought me to surrogacy. We, of course, considered adoption. We looked at all of our options, and I was the most drawn to surrogacy. What, um, was, what was the process of you realizing that did you enjoy being pregnant? Was there a mourning? Was there a loss? Oh, yeah. I was just devastated. I felt robbed, like, being able to do this. I mean, you guys Did know you that, enjoy Lewis's pregnancy? Yes, I did. I felt great. I mean, other than the stress of what I was going through and fear of my eyesight, like, I did enjoy pregnancy. I recovered easily. I didn't have trouble getting pregnant. It felt just so unfair. Um, and the flip side, it gave me so much empathy for people who do struggle with infertility. Mm -hmm. Like, I myself didn't, but I'm going through the steps that people who struggle with infertility go through. And like, wow, I'm, I mean, I have so much empathy for that journey. So yeah, I've, I felt um, like I was kind of being robbed of this experience again and a lot of fear around, am I going to connect with him in the same way hmm. that I did with Lewis? And I'm not going to nurse him. So like, how are we going to connect when once he's here, too? Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of fear around that also. All valid fears. I think a lot of people were like, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. And I think that made it sometimes more frustrating. Oh. Right. It's like, I don't know that it's going to be fine. Um, Did you have a therapist through this process? So we went through psychological testing. Mm -hmm. And that's something, that's a great question, Sarah, because it's something I look back on and wish I had more mental health support through the process. Um because I did an independent journey, mm. which Sarah was mentioning. You can go through an agency or you can go independently. I went independently and, you know. So, like, I mean, you, like, put on Facebook, hey, does anyone want to carry my baby? Or, I mean, tell me about <laughs> It's a great question. <laughs> People do, Sarah. People do. Well, I'm sure they do, but I'm just yeah. like, should I pop on my story? Like, hey, I yeah. Wanna, yeah. I, yeah. I wanna. People do that. People do some wild things. I can't imagine. Whatever gets you to where you need to be, right? Um, My... I started by networking. I love networking. I love meeting new people, which is part of why I'm so thrilled to be here today. But I just reached out to um, a high school friend who had gone through surrogacy with his wife. And I sat down with him and I said, tell me everything. And he spilled his guts to me. I met his wife. They were like, we will hold your hand through this process. Mm -hmm. They were so lovely. And then I said, can I meet with your surrogate? I need to talk to this woman. Like, who are these angel people that do this? Mm -hmm. Seriously. And they connected me with her, and we had a lovely conversation. I just wanted to understand her side of, like, that experience. And she goes, you know what? I work with a woman who's been really considering doing this and oh, has wow. watched me go through this process a few times. Like, How what? many times had she? Four. <gasps> oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. And how, how, many did she, how many birth children of her own? She had a set of twins and two more. So, so she's been pregnant eight times. Yes. Seven. No, seven. Excuse me. Seven. Because twins. 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 Thank you. I, I'm yeah. really good at math today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very experienced and like loved, loved doing surrogacy so much that she just like kept doing it for other people, which is just amazing. Um, but she talked to her colleague who was interested in meeting with me. And, and had her colleague had children? Uh, yes, three. Okay. Yep. 
and was interested in surrogacy, had thought about it for a long time, kind of like what Sarah was saying. It's kind of in your heart. Mm-hmm. You and just need something to tip you over yes. the edge. And usually it's meeting somebody. Yeah. It's that match. Yeah. yeah. And that match can happen organically or, I mean, I wouldn't say yours was totally organically, yeah. but it, it had that side as opposed mm-hmm. to going through an agency. Yeah. Um, is it? Am I wrong for feeling like it feels like a little like black market, or do you have to do the legal stuff too? Oh, we have you absolutely have to do all of that, no matter what. And anyone who goes through an independent journey, I would just having good legal support is like number one. I think Mm -hmm. you got to be protected. Surrogate needs to be protected. Like everyone cutting corners. No, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Um, Making sure that all your your ducks are in a row for sure. So we we just so yeah. We don't have to go there, but like right away, I'm like, okay, so this is for privileged people that have the money that pay for these lawyers, or people that will totally they will mortgage their house, mm-hmm. they will drain their 401ks. I mean, what people go this through is not covered by insurance. No. Although there's a few employers that are doing some surrogacy benefits, IVF and surrogacy mm-hmm. benefits. So I just want to clap to all of those out Thank there you. that are doing that. All yes, I'm that's thinking a good is clap. like where it are marginalized people in this conversation yes. who it's <laughs> such an important question. Yeah. yeah, there are businesses out there that are really starting to consider that. And one in eight women deal with infertility, mm-hmm. and most insurance just covers the diagnosis of infertility. Yeah. So, hey, found out you're, you're infertile, but good luck to you. Mm-hmm. And the drugs are unreal. Oh, unreal. unreal. Right. 15,000 plus per Big round. Yeah. pharma. <sighs> I know it's crazy. So I know that there are businesses like Target. I think they're uh, partnering with Progeny, which is a fertility benefits mm-hmm. company to offer, you know, some oh. support. Yeah. I mean, we love us some Target. They're, yeah. Now they're paying for doulas. Yes. Yeah, they are. I heard that too. For birth doula, yeah. Which is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So when do you go on your hot date with your possible match. Oh my god, we met at a Starbucks. And when did your husband meet her? I got I got oh god, yeah. my question in there too. So first I wanted to meet her and like this is one of the the scariest moments mm-hmm, ever mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's twofold. I want to love her so desperately and I want us to hit it out of the park. <laughs> but also It's like f- bigger than a blind date. Yes, like you can't oh come god. on too strong. Yes, like yes. Also, like, no I want to love her. But yes. Yeah. But am I worthy enough? Mm. Ha- is my experience, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that's totally irrational to feel that way, but oh, I walked in I there like. I can so see that. I'd be like, what am I going to order? Is she yes, going to judge me? Yes. Like, please love me. But do you and think give she was thinking the same thing? She is literally the kindest person ever. N- no, I think she was thinking. If this works. Yeah. Oh, oh, I get what you're asking. I'm sorry. I misunderstood your question. Yeah. Yes. I think she was like, I hope she loves me. Right, like I hope that she wants to I'm do sweating. this with me. I, like we yeah. just, we just want to know, like, do we come across trustworthy? Yes. I think that's number one. A surrogate's like, what can I say to let you know that I will love this little one as much as I loved my my own, and like do what I did for that pregnancy, and like, yeah. I mean, you you have to instill so much trust, and we know, we know, like, what a path of grief and loss, and loss of control, and finance, and marital relation. Like, we know the stress that you come to this with. And so, And so what are those questions that you ask at Starbucks (laughs) to know? I mean, it's, again, like, I'm going to blind date. Like, so what do you do for fun on a Friday night when you're pregnant with my child? That was kind of how it started. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) what are you going to do? Yeah. We, you know, had some small talk and chit-chat, and, what, you know, my friend who kind of guided me in this direction, I asked them in advance, like, what do I mm-hmm. – Did you have I a list of questions? Ask, yeah. 
And they did guide me a little bit. They were like, don't waste your time. Find out, like, what she wants out of the journey a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, what does she expect of her relationship with you? And, you know, does she want you to come to appointments? And what are – and this – we don't need to go down this path, but, like, what are some of her feelings about um, selective reduction Mm -hmm. and abortion under certain circumstances? Like, heavy – Heavy question. Wow. Oh, you have to decide wow. everything before you start. Will yes. will you expect your surrogate to carry more than one embryo? Yes. What happens with certain diagnoses? What happens if there's an emergency? What about bed rest? Like, yeah. will you hire her a cleaner? Like, it's it's. And I'm have- literally thinking like. I just want to know if she watches violent movies because yeah. I, don't, I don't think pregnant <laughs> people should watch violent movies. This is mm-hmm. – do you so, go through those things on that not, first date? You not, could, but not on the first. Not in that depth. All of that stuff, though, comes out in legal, and mm-hmm. it's so important. It's oh, critical. Yeah. Give me a timeline here. Mm-hmm. For an intended parent? Yeah. I mean, well, you're, you meet her at Starbucks. From that oh. day, are you like, this is a two-year okay. journey? This is a six-month journey? We did it pretty quickly. And this was pandemic time. So things got set back. Um, we did it end-to-end from when I met her to when he was delivered. It was two years. Okay. Which yeah. is it, it, honestly pretty fast. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Especially during the pandemic. Yeah. But as you can imagine, like, that feels like a lifetime. Yeah. When I wanted to get pregnant with Lewis, it was like— Let's get pregnant. And that was it. And nine months later, he was here. So, like, that felt like a lifetime. And now you have these families that, you know, they come to surrogacy. It's their last option to have a child of their own. That's usually why they're coming to us. They're not necessarily choosing it, right? We were talking about this briefly before. It chose you. Mm -hmm. And then to have to wait so long to find your person. It's a lot. finding the person who jives and clicks and then going home and being like, I, I think she's the one. And I love her already. Aww. Like, she's going to be in my life and our Okay, life so we're going to circle back to that. Yeah. Because now I'm curious. So, Sarah, you're mm. on the other side. You are going, I'm going to be matched through an agency with a family, and I'm going to carry their child. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take this. I'm going to cry. <laughs> they're going to mm-hmm. take this child home that's theirs, mm-hmm. and they're going to love it. And a part of me, because I always – say Mm -hmm. this in birth, is that a part of you dies when you give birth. Mm -hmm. And so you're giving birth to a life that you're going home and that person's going to another beautiful home. Tell me what that that part's like. The the walking away without a baby part? No, the match. The match. Okay, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we came very close to not doing surrogacy because we only met. So I say we because Jevin is my partner's just as much needs to be in this um, as me. Um, we met one family, exactly one. And so some agencies will have like intended families look through profiles of surrogates. And sometimes surrogates get to look through profiles of intended families. With my agency, they really matched you one on one. They wanted yeah. to do the matchmaking and not have it feel like you're Shopping. Shopping yeah. for a yeah. uterus. You know, yeah. like, because then you're like, yeah, it gets comparative and swipey. Yeah. <laughs> swipey. That's a perfect way to put it. But, yeah, she put us together. The agent, the agency put us together, and uh, we had dinner, and it was lovely. Um, and I say we came close to not doing it because we, we came home, and I remember discussing it the next day, and my husband was really worried about it. I could get, I could get really choked <sighs> up. He was so worried about it. About you? Like physically yeah. you? Yeah. And you and emotionally or physically? Yeah. No, totally physically. Oh. Yeah. 
and he, he he was like, I'm really I'm really scared. And I said, but we and I said, but I want to do this. I remember this moment. Like, I'm gonna do this. I really want to do this. He's like, I'm really scared, but we agreed on one thing. If we were to ever do it, it would only be for this family. That's amazing. Wow. They were just the best. Yeah. They were the sweetest family. They still are. They are exactly what we hoped. We have an open relationship yeah. is, you know, so I get was updates. Was it their first? It's their second, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was unable to carry because she had her first son and then lost her uterus carrying their daughter. So lost their second baby. And then the daughter I carried is their third child. Yeah. Another girl. <gasps> they had exactly one embryo, you guys. And it one. worked. Yeah. Wow. You try to have like half a dozen at least, but we had one. So did we. Yep. We had one. One. We did so two. Just Can for you believe audience, that? So for anybody audience, out there with just one embryo, hear this. <sighs> Seriously. Both of us only had yeah, one. I was so devastated. I know. I was so devastated. And it's all we needed. Yeah. It's all you need. It's exactly it's the one. But that's that's who one. let's go back to for the audience to realize and to just get that little. So the embryo then for you, Sarah, was this family's. Mm-hmm. It was not her egg because she. Yeah, because she had lost her uterus and embryo or in um, ovaries. Yep. yep. So donor. Donor egg, egg. His sperm. Your uterus. My uterus. The three things you need to make a yes. baby. Exactly. Shannon, yours was. Yep. My egg, my husband's sperm. And Nanette's was our carrier. And you had to go on Clomed and all the yep, things. I did a IVF, the front end of the cycle. I did the retrieval. But honestly, Sarah, you're bringing up a really good point. This is one of the really common surrogacy myths that we get asked a lot, which is it's my embryo yeah. or it's my egg and mm-hmm. that baby is genetically related to me. That's called traditional surrogacy and it's much more rare. What you see today is gestational surrogacy which is the carrier is completely unrelated to the embryo mm-hmm. she's carrying. Yes. So I think when people realize that, they're like, oh, I am simply taking care of this child, growing mm-hmm. this child, and then handing this child back to the family that's actually mm-hmm. theirs. Yeah. Yes. So the analogy really, I always gave, because yeah. people ask all the time, emotionally, how did you da-da-da? Yeah. Wasn't there some mourning? There was never mourning. It was from day one I considered myself – a really overqualified babysitter, <laughs> a really invested babysitter who was giving of her actual body. And I feel like I loved that baby like I love my nephews and my nieces. Oh, it's such a good example. Where yes. you're like, you're wow. so protective and you would be fierce and you would be there last minute and you would eat what you need to eat and exercise, we, you know, all of that but for you them. But at the end of the at day. At the end of the day, they got to go home with their parents and thank God. Yeah. Wow. Because I didn't want another baby. Right. And I was so grateful the moment they, that the baby got to go home. And yeah. that's, so, that's so, I love how you put that too, because a lot of surrogates that we work with are like, don't call me a surro mama. Oh. Do not call me that. I am not that, Mm-mm. that I'm not the mother. Call me a surro auntie. Mm-hmm. If you want, but yeah. th- they don't want to be called that, yeah. and it's for that reason. It's like I'm not yep. their mother. Surrogate like, mother is an old out, not yeah. not okay term. Yeah. Surrogate mother, surrogate mama, no, no, no. Well, we're learning that in 2022. Yeah. So a lot of things need to be. Yeah, changed. there yeah. are a lot of misconceptions about surrogacy. So I'm so happy we're talking about some of them. Oh yeah. Well, and I we had somebody on the um on the show in uh, the fall who. She carried somebody else's embryo, but it's her daughter. Oh. You know, so she adopted an embryo. Okay, yeah. Um, And I just think it's so important for people to know that and for us not to make assumptions when you meet a pregnant person that this is, you know, Sarah – 
you know, yeah. when she's walking in the grocery store and someone's like, when are you due? And what's your baby? Yeah. Oh, how, how, what, what, what was your, you mean you had to have a blanket statement? Oh, the best was when I was with my kids. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, you're going to have a little sister or brother. And they'd say, they'd say, no, this isn't hers. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Of course, you're That preschool in Denver had, like, so much fun with that. And then, of course, because by the time I gave birth, they were, like, two and a half and five and a half. And so they would ask, and I'm a doula, right? So they know so much about all the things mm-hmm. of how to make babies and placentas. And they've seen all these birth videos. So anyways, they would go up to pregnant people and say, is this one for you? Stop it. Or are you giving this one up? And they were just like, da-da-da. It was so funny. I love that they were a part of the ride, though, because a lot of women are like, how do you – how would you share that with your family? And, like, I I see it, of course, because I've been in it as, like, the coolest thing to teach your kids, the gift that you're giving to somebody else so much bigger than yourself. But, like, how did you bring them along for the ride and, like, share your experience with them? So many good books, by the way. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. What Makes a Baby is my favorite kid's book. Uh, Broken Crayons. Um, uh, the Kind Koala. Kind Koala. There are so many good books about surrogacy. It's amazing. We should put them in the show we, notes. We will totally. The great there, resources. Uh, what Makes a Baby is not just about surrogacy. It's for all babies. It talks. It's very good for young kids about cool. how babies happen yeah. without the intercourse discussion. So Fantastic. everybody everywhere that has small babies should should talk about that. But honestly, from the get-go, we just, we explained it verbatim. You know, mm-hmm. my uterus is working. This mama's uterus is not. They want to make a baby. So I'm going to just carry well, the baby for them. for them, when you don't know anything else, you're like, cool, mom. Yeah. You know, they're, they, they don't think it's weird at all. Exactly. Right? Okay. So we got to go back to Shannon. Yeah. So you have your first date. What what are the what are these <laughs> next steps to then like in that two year journey? Nine of them, I'm guessing, are gestation. Yeah. And I want to get to what yeah. your relationship was with her. But how how so you're going through the front end of IVF? Yes, she gets inseminated. Yes, which was like the most anticlimactic a, moment. Really, <laughs> I was like, so I was picturing like you rubbing her head and like Mm-mm. I was there and I was like you holding were. her hand and we have I have this great picture of us with our masks on, like about to go in and they just like. You know, they in, they insert the embryo. With the, the one. Gun. Yeah, one, the, my one embryo. And they're like, and we're done. And I was like, uh. <laughs> what? We can't go have champagne right there, now. There because- it is. <laughs> it, it was like half hour in, out, on your way, which was. So then when did you talk next? Was I she like, hey, I got a positive I mean, we were test? texting like crazy. I'm like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Like, yeah. tell me everything. How were your nipples? How were your nipples? I was just going to say, tell me how your boobs were. <laughs> And so she has to then go in and get blood work. Yes, and it's 10 days after is like kind of the blood work So it's not like she's she's at home peeing on a stick. Yeah. and and They're not supposed to. Right, but you kind of do. It's that little winky wink there, Right, I totally did. Oh, yeah. I had so much anxiety in those 10 days. Did you want to hang out with her a lot? Yes, I wanted to see her all the time, but she's – a busy mom of three. She works. She's a newborn care nurse. Is part of that. Is she the, local? Yes. Oh. I, and is part of that in the legality? Like, you can only text once a day. <laughs> you do talk about you, that, though. You cannot like, how show are you up on my doorstep yeah. anymore. Do not come over here. <laughs> no, we, yeah, we just went through the process. And the process is, you know, there are specific steps you got to take along the way. Sarah mentioned doing some psychological testing. 
that is where you really flush out some of the hard conversations and scenarios that you might run into. What about the hard conversation you had with either friends, coworkers, family, strangers that said, oh, you're, you're, you identify as a mom, you're a mom. And you'd say, yes, I have a, at that time, two and a half, three-year-old. Yep. Yep. How, then what was your kind of next, when, when she was pregnant? And we're gonna and we're gonna give birth in yeah and like sharing that with people yeah you know I have such a supportive community I, I didn't feel like I ran into a lot of people who weren't really supportive of us kind of going this route well and let's say this we bellied up yeah I'd say oh Shannon tell me and you're like I'm a mom and mm-hmm. I'd say oh how many children do you have what would be your answer if she was pregnant yeah I'd say I, I have one son and I have one on the way who's coming by a surrogate. And everyone is blown away by that yeah. because – and they want – they ask questions. They yeah. want to know, who is she? Did you know her? You know, they want all the details. And I love talking about this. Like, that's why I'm working in this world now because I think it's so important. So I just want to share as much as I can. Can I ask a question I think that maybe somebody in the audience is asking? Yeah. Because I try to get into their heads. Yeah. If, like, Sarah asked this at Belly Up. Yeah. Does anyone that's a surrogate – um, have sexual intercourse with the significant other to get a sperm into a uterus? Or is it all done through turkey baster or other ways? Gestational surrogacy, it's all done through IVF process and, okay. a, and an implantation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all done medically. Yep. However, go down a Facebook rabbit hole of surrogacy groups <laughs> and there are people asking for that kind of but thing. But actually don't do that. <laughs> and that is not considered surrogacy mm-hmm. unless there is a transfer. It's called having an affair? <laughs> it's called adoption. Yeah. If if somebody else point. inseminates a carrier oh, yes. and then gives the baby, the dedu- that is adoption. Okay. That is not surrogacy. Good point, Sarah. Yep. Because we so, are here to keep surrogacy clean, yes, yeah, positive. It is and all about board and safe. Exactly, that's part of this. Yes, um, yeah. Because my my mind's going now to questions right. of same sex marriages and how. Yeah. Because this mm-hmm. would be a topic that, you know, fifteen twenty years ago, surrogacy. I remember first hearing about it with same sex male yeah. mm-hmm. um, men that obviously wanted to be parents. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they found. Somebody An to donor, carry. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then somebody to carry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now there's a system yeah. that we want to have in place so that everybody is safe. Yes. And pre-birth orders. Yes, I was about to say that. Before the baby is born, mm-hmm. parentage is assigned. So before this baby was even of viable size in my uterus, she was already assigned legally in the wow. state of Colorado to her parents. But it's different here. Is it? Ooh, what is it it's here? It's different in Minnesota. So you do fill out quite a bit of paperwork, but it's not filed until the baby is born. Mm. And then you have to do a – we did a virtual hearing with a judge, and he was like, show us your baby. And we, like, <laughs> lifted him up. We're like, here he is. Uh, yeah, and he just like yes, and had read through the document. So and every that, state is different. Every state's different, and some are super surrogacy friendly. Colorado, mm-hmm. Illinois, Minnesota is surrogacy friendly, of course. It just has a few different kind of mm-hmm. parameters around the legal, and that's why you work with someone who knows the laws of the state mm-hmm. that you're being a surrogate in or working in. Um, but it is illegal in some states. Surrogacy for pay mm-hmm. is illegal in Nebraska. Louisiana and Michigan and Canada, which is wild. Wow, that what is wild for me in Canada. 
I always think Canada's like the end yeah, be all do everything amazing there. place. Yeah. Well, you can do altruistic, which is right. no compensation, or which no is comp. what I thought I was doing. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, no, we pay for your fees. I was like, oh, okay, good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do they pay for like everything, like acupuncture or? It all depends on your contract. So okay. at the beginning, so I, of course, wrote in a doula because I was like, I didn't survive my other pregnancies without a doula and chiropractic care. But besides that, I was pretty, Okay, I was pretty like nuts and bolts about stuff. But yeah, you can get fancy. You can also, as an intended parent, put parameters on only organic food, only this and that, no, no baths, travel. no baths over 100 degrees. So like yeah. you can put in a ton of detail, but most people don't. Like I, my, I'm yeah. sure you were just wonderful to work with. My intended parents were like, we trust you. Like you made good babies. If you want to have Doritos for dinner, like we, like that's the best choice. I would say most intended parents are more like yeah, that. Like really? for sure. So okay. beyond grateful for this person to do yeah. this for them. You've done this before. You are very good at it. Do what you know yeah. how to do. And, yeah. like, I support you do in they, that. Do, do they sometimes want to meet your other children to be like, <laughs> um, <laughs> what am I there doing? There is a home visit. I don't know about your agency, but there yes. is a home oh, visit. Yeah. Home so visit. people come and it's – it's. I don't know. I've never been through foster care, but it's similar where they meet the kids and they interview your husband and they walk around and look at your house and make sure it's safe and clean mm-hmm. and – you're in a supportive and, environment. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, super period. important. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. Yeah, this so is you were saying like with your, with your husband. You yeah. got it. You're in it together. Yep. Sarah, did your um give me their title. Their sur- the surrogate family, the uh, intended, intended mother, parents. The, inter- or intended parents. the intended yep. parents, did they go to your prenatal visits with you? Um not all of them. The big things like the transfer, which mm-hmm. basically you see on video, it's yep. cool. They just like drop the embryo. It looks like a piece of rice. Yeah. I expected fireworks. Like, I don't know what I expected. Well, (laughs) yeah. So stuff like that. And then some big growth stuff Mm -hmm. we did together. Mm -hmm. But um, And then did you call them when you were in labor? um, Yeah. Anytime there was an update. You know, anytime there was something I would want to know as a mom, I would give her an update. Like, you know. And were they there for your birth? Yeah. In the room with you? Yes. Wow. And tell me in that moment that their daughter was born – did they bring her up to their chest? Yeah. So we had a very unexpected end of pregnancy. I had severe preeclampsia and had to have an emergency C-section, which is not the dream when part of why you want to give birth again is because you love to give birth and you haven't had your water right. birth yet and you really want to like labor in the water and mm-hmm. be a true badass. But you're like, I'm going to get something out of this. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> I don't know. I just love giving birth. Yeah. But um but as luck would have it, I had an emergency C-section, which, by the way, my anesthesiologist afterwards was amazing because he said, you're a birth doula, right? And I said, yeah. And he goes, you know why you're having an emergency C-section with complications, right? And I was like, no. And he said, because think of how many women you're going to yes. serve in the future yes. with C-sections. And Amen. you needed this experience. Yeah, and I was like, so I, I could hear that in that moment. Yeah. It really was oh, – I really heard it's it. Huge. But It's huge. Anyway, so we're in the C-section. Baby is delivered, starts crying. The OB says, do you want to hold her to me? And I said, like, I was so pissed off. I was like, no, hand her to her mother. And so there's a video of her going to her mother and her being able to strip down and get this, Sarah. She induced lactation and nursed that baby right there in the ER or right there in the OR with her husband. Wow. So cool. And you had two vaginal births. You had a mm-hmm. cesarean for this birth. Mm-hmm. Does that change if you could be a surrogate again? No. 
Okay. I could. Okay. I could be okay. again. Okay. So, Shannon, from the other side. Oh my God. What? How many appointments did you go to? How uh, well, engaged were you? It was. It was challenging because it was COVID time. Yeah, and I was they weren't see. letting me go to things, That's and they I barely was, let the partners go. Yeah, I was just devastated. But she was the best and would Facetime me in to these oh. like yeah would FaceTime me in and I loved her doctor. Her doctor was really excited to work a shared journey, like to be a part of it. So her doctor was just all about bringing me in wherever she could and really fought for us to be at the birth and like all of us in the room. So that was really lovely. So I went to as many as I could and I was there for the birth. My husband was there. Her husband was there. It was, oh, all of us were in the room. Wow. Yeah. Was she induced or was it? Uh, yep. She was induced. Yep. And we kind of followed her lead. We were like, yeah. what do you, how do you want to birth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell her how to birth. You know, I just want to be there for it. And she wanted to induce and she got an epidural and she had three contractions and he was out. And I, I so I had to give birth by a C-section for, for my son because of my eyes. They were worried about like pressure in my eyes. So I was like, you, you, as you had, you ever seen a vaginal birth? No, and Live? I'm like holding the like, leg. That's my kid. <laughs> it was like in there, like you got this, holding the leg. I was so oh. excited, and I will cry because I this moment every time makes me sob. Um, you sit down next to her, and she's you know, they put him on her stomach, and my husband cut the cord, and they clean him off, and they hand him to me, and I have a video of this. Thank God, they hand him to me. And he goes on my chest, and I'm sobbing. And she's laying next to me on her back. They're stitching her up. And she looks over at me, and she goes, how are you doing, Mama? <laughs> and I just, like, at that moment was like, you think? You, like, how do you thank someone oh, for that? Like, I will never, ever be able to thank her for that, you know? And I, I love her. I do though. what I can. She yes, and She like, knows it. She's the best, and she's never made me feel wow. for a second like I'm not enough, you know? Mm. And that moment, I'll never, wow. ever, ever forget that. Wow. Yeah. How you doing, Mama? <laughs> mm. Like, how are you doing? You took him home. Yes. And? And I was, again, as I mentioned, I was worried about this connection, and, you know, I would never um, – like tell people that the, those aren't valid feelings because I do think yeah. that those are totally valid worries and concerns. It was not a problem. He was – I wasn't physically recovering, so I felt great. <laughs> I was like so excited. I didn't induce lactation. Um, I loved bottle feeding him. My husband could participate more. We had such a nice, you know – at home time with him it was really special and he's an angel baby we just yeah he's the best thing he is literally the greatest gift anyone's ever given to us and obviously you got maternity leave yes we got maternity leave yes um any any laws around that that your company has to (laughs) there's there are some nuances here um fmla which is family medical leave act allows you 12 weeks of unpaid leave that's a, a law um, if your employer is big enough. If your employer, true, uh, over 100. Is that what it 50 is? 50 or 100, Maybe yeah. 50. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a non-birthing mother, I don't get the short-term disability, which is a, usually a huge chunk of the leave, yeah. which is was very um, 
upsetting and frustrating to me. Yeah. Um, Really difficult and challenging um, to to experience that and feel like we've gone through this so already and I need this time with him. Um, Yeah, that was hard and and something that's wrong. And I did bring it up to my employer and nothing really came of that at the Mm. time. So is there anything... Are there any laws that are trying to be passed right now? I don't think there's anything Mm -mm. right now. I mean, I know that there are some bills that are being reviewed to expand parental Mm -hmm. leave in general beyond what we provide today, which is there is no requirement to provide any parental leave at a federal level. So that is being reviewed. Um, Well, we were talking about Anderson Cooper and he, Mm -hmm. you know, had his surrogate had their second son. And I don't think he was out long. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like, wait a minute, dude. Like, you got to go home and be a dad yeah. and and do that. Well, there's so like I, nothing, nothing for men no. and nothing for fathers. It's just. It's, Your company has to be willing to have a parental leave policy that covers dads. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. just a fundamental issue. I mean, or the partner. Yeah, yeah. the partner. Excuse yeah. me. Yes. The non-birthing like, partner. The non-birthing partner. Yeah. Exactly. The non-birthing parent. Yeah. Absolutely. So. I don't know. We, so could, then we could go deep on that. We could. Like, so we then could have I have another episode. I have to ask then when <laughs> when did you see her the next time? Oh my god, you guys, she pumped for me for three months. <gasps> no. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you see what I mean when I keep saying who is this angel? Who is this angel? Yeah. All night mm-hmm. long. She's yeah. pumping, pumping for you. Pumping mm-hmm. for us. Oh. So I saw her a lot. Yeah. We would do a milk handoff. She'd bring her kiddos over. Her kids wanted to see the baby, of yeah. course. She wanted to hold him and see him. Like, I don't know if you felt that way, Sarah. Just so curious about her. Oh. Yeah. Tell us, tell us Sarah, from yours. Yeah. So we visited, I want to say two weeks after. So, so she, you were in the hospital in recovery yeah, for I, a few days. My was recovery the baby was, there? my recovery is really rough. Yeah. Like normal C-section, four days. Mine was longer and oh. lots of complications afterwards. But by the time I got home, I want to say maybe two weeks later, she came over with the baby and just a little peanut. Um, we went early. We were a little bit premature because of the preeclampsia. So she only had five days in the hospital. So a week later, maybe, she came to visit. And it's funny. My five-year-old wanted to hold the baby. My two-and-a-half-year-old two at that time was, like, so not interested, just <laughs> jumping around and stuff, which was fine. Um, and I remember holding her and just being like, this is so surreal, just so surreal. I'm in you my. You were just in right. There. I'm in my maternity, whatever, with my yeah. C-section, compression underwear, bleeding still. You and know? your milk's coming in. Yeah, and and I was not that kind. I did not pump. <laughs> I was like, that's. Uh, but I was very supportive of her inducing lactation. I yes. was like, let's do that. Um, but I think the coolest thing is like at that two week mark, we were visiting, and she was getting very fussy as um, her mom went to use our bathroom, and so I scooped her up out of her seat. And I started talking to her, and I have never seen a two-week-old whip her head around so quickly and look at me with these eyes. It it was like we both like I know giggled you. and giggled oh. and giggled and giggled because she was just she stared at me. And to this day, when I talk, oh. like we'll go, we'll meet at the park and stuff. And like she's three, so she doesn't truly understand what's going on. They call me Tia yeah. and stuff like that. But she, when I talk, she will like stop and like there's a knowing. Yes, I have chills. Yep, there's a knowing there. Well, but. I tell all the birthing people that I'm yep. with, there's t- there's two voices or one voice that 
your child knows it's yours and your partner yeah. or if you're a single mm-hmm. parent by choice mm-hmm. it's your i mean if and you, it's my girls because oh. they sang to her every oh, night totally. we did book time when i was pregnant and we had this one uh, musical box that they were going to put in her nursery so they had us play it at home wow. and like my girls we sing twinkle twinkle and jesus loves me before bed every night so when they talk and sing there's also like this thing that she, is she has so a look cool yeah it's so cool that makes me beyond happy. What a bond. Yeah. yeah like, what so a cool. bond unlike no other. And we'll definitely have on the Bluma Instagram pictures so that mm-hmm. people can see that connection. I would love so, that. yeah. Cool. Well, as we uh <laughs> settle up our tab and and start to to say goodbye to one another, I would just love to know, you know, Shannon from you. I I know that you look at your son and he's your son. Mm-hmm. Um what would you want anyone to know who was in your shoes two years ago? What would be something that uh, a misconception or just to, again, humanize it? What would you want anyone to know? It's such a good question. You can do this. I think a lot of people come to me and they're like, I'm so lost. Like, how do I even start this? And start by talking to people, tapping your network, there are great resources out there. There's so much more information, I think, that there's ever been before. I am here. I would love my information in your show notes. If people want to contact me, I can be a resource. Um, you like you can do it. So I want people to not feel so discouraged and know that there are lovely people out there that really do want to help. And Sarah, I'm sitting next to one of them. Mm. Um, and, and obviously talking about Nanette. So like having faith that people are there to help you. So in your company then, mm-hmm. for every 10 people that walk in with a uterus and say, I, I would like to do this, mm-hmm. how many end up going on to do it? <sighs> that is a Less great, than half? Yeah, less than half. I'd say one. Yeah. The, I mean, just the, because of medical, yeah, of lifestyle, there's of a lot. Wrong, wrong reasons. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the screening is thorough. And the reason for that is these people got to be the right people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be safe for them. They need to be healthy. And like the worst case scenario is we put someone through a situation where oh, it doesn't God. end well. For, like that would be a nightmare. Nightmare. So we need to protect surrogate um, and obviously protect baby. So there is a very thorough process, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about that process as well because I now work for an agency. I needed to work in this world. I was right? going to say, so yeah. my my final question for you is, how, when did you start at this agency? I, and- I started looking during maternity leave, and I knew that I needed to work in this world to help other families and to also, like, share with women what surrogacy if they choose to go that route, what it could mean for them, right? And I think Sarah could speak much more uh, strongly about her experience and how that's changed her life too. Um, but my role at my company is really to help find more surrogates that are interested in doing this. And I'm never going to convince someone to be a surrogate. Most of them are just out there looking for more resources. And my job is to be that resource. Well, if, if you're listening to this, Post it, spread it, share it, because yeah. it is important to get that out there. Because I think most people would think like, oh, I, that's, that, I can't do that. And, and I think the the first step is, do I qualify? Yeah. And I'll share, a, we have a link. You can go take a five-minute survey and find out if you qualify and take that first step. And if you qualify, then you can start thinking about, all right, do I want to do this? Like, mm-hmm. let's start researching a little bit and like learn about it. And again, reach out to me. You have a community and some resources. I'm so happy to help. And as I mentioned, like, the, you are so needed. Mm-hmm. There are so many families 
looking for you. So if it's something that's ever crossed your mind, we really encourage you to go find out if this is something you can do and start start taking the steps of learning about it. And how many different types of families and what families look like who are yearning yes. and yeah. yearning and yearning to grow their family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't have one of the three things that we need. Yes. Sarah, my love, for you, mm-hmm. having a child kick and move and be birthed into not your arms, mm-hmm. obviously, what, what, what do you want to end with and sharing that would be most helpful? Yeah, I, I agree with Shannon. There are people out there with this twinkle about mm-hmm. surrogacy and they are worried about it or they're not sure about it or they think they don't qualify. Um, I would just say pursue it if you have that twinkle. Um, the caveat is I really implore you to be done with your own family mm-hmm. because secondary infertility is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the other caveat is that it will be a tougher pregnancy. You'll be on meds and, you know, things are going to be tougher. But I don't know, this life, we're here to expand our love and expand goodness. And in a world that has a lot of shit going on, can I say shit? Oh, (laughs) fucking A. There's a lot of shit in this world. Like, it is one of the most fulfilling things I've done in my entire life. (sighs) Make me cry. I always say... Every single one of us is here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if your reason is to be a beautiful uterus to carry a child, Mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Let's take a deep breath. And remind each and every one of you that you were born for a reason. And that for the families walking the path of fertility and infertility, for surrogacy, for loss, for different relationships, for coming out of the closet, for saying no, for saying yes, for having boundaries wherever you are, we raise our glass, our little sips that we have left, and we thank you for being with us. Have an awesome, awesome day. Thank you for belling up, Shannon and Sarah. You are resources. We -hmm. love you guys. Until we meet next time. Mm, Namaste, bitches. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. This is Meta. Belly up with my mom, Sarah Longacre. And please subscribe, like, and share some belly up love. Belly Up is a Bluma production. It's produced by the one and only Michaela Finnegan at Minnehaha Recording Company. Hi, this is Mary from Bluma. Thank you so much for being part of the Bluma community. We're so happy you're here. We love hearing from our families, and as a small business, one of the most powerful things you can do is share your stories with us. I love when you take us on Instagram, leave a Google review, or email me your birth story or photos from class. This is a great way that we can share the Bluma love and reach new folks who could use a little Bluma in their lives. Find us at Bluma.com. Bluma.com.